Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first live edition of the Huskies on Tap podcast, live from Fatty's Pub and Grill. Over the course of this football season, I will be hosting this podcast here seven times with a variety of different guests making appearances on the show. If you're not able to make the show in person, it will be available via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. First and foremost, I'm very thankful for Jeff and Tim for giving me an opportunity to have a live show here. I'm joined today by Fatty-sponsored athlete Liam Sorahan and Fatty-sponsored athlete Braden Patton. A little bit about myself. My name is Brandon Suarez. I'm an NIU grad student here. I'm a sport management major. I started this podcast about two years ago uh, at the Western Michigan game, ironically, until this last Saturday, the last game that we won. So you could imagine uh, covering a team last season that didn't win any games was a little tough on me, but my guy right here, Braden, has been a big part of growing this show from the ground up. He's been, he's been on the show, I would say, three times now. And uh, I'm really happy to have him and his roommate, Liam, here to join me here on the podcast. But before we get started, Liam, go ahead and tell everyone where you're from, uh, what year you are, your major, your position, and your number. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm from uh, Dearborn, Michigan, which is right outside of uh, Detroit. Uh, I just graduated my degree in mechanical engineering. Uh, I play tight end here. I've been here for going into my fifth season now, uh, and I'm number 83 on the field. So thank you for having us. No problem. I appreciate you. You know, I appreciate you coming out. And like we said before we started, I've talked to the other three quarter, three quarters of the house. I got to get the truth from the man himself, Braden and Rocky and Clint of all, you know, said how much fun you guys have at the house. It's a great setup to see that, you know, we got you guys all living together. And Braden, real quick, before we jump into everything, tell everyone where you're from, what year you are, your major, your position, and your number. All right, so um, I'm from uh, Ellisville, Indiana, right outside of Bloomington. Uh, year, I'm basically a super senior, sixth year. Uh, major, I'm finishing my uh, uh, master's degree in sports management this year yeah. in the fall. Um, and then position, offensive line, center, and number 58. The captain and Braden and I actually share class together. We got some sport management classes together, so maybe we'll get group project in here before the end of the summer or before the end of the semester, our last semester. So, real quick before we get started on you know just today's show, uh, you guys have some big news. So you guys are fatty sponsored athletes. Braden, I heard the idea was kind of between you and Rocky. I was I, I was here for the tail end of the first meeting. Let us know how you guys came about the idea of signing an NIL with Fatties and what it entails for the O-line specifically. Yeah, so uh, we thought about every Thursday night, um, the O-line would do a dinner, um, you know, just a week before the game, just to come out and have fun, uh, all that kind of stuff. So um, we decided maybe to partner with Fatties for it, um, since Fatties is a big part. Um, it's a great restaurant here. We love it here. Uh, so we came and I uh, spoke to Fatty's about doing a dinner here. Um, so basically, we get the starters of the O-line and then a couple more guys. Um, and we, were, we got sponsored by Fatty's to be Fatty's athletes and then uh, get the dinner and have the dinner over here. And then did you guys have the dinner? Did you have the victory dinner at the Georgia Tech? Um, no. So we have it every, every Thursday before the game. So oh, we, had, we had it the Thursday before Georgia Tech and then we have uh, Thursday before the yeah. coming up. So who were the first and second round draft picks to, to earn their way to the meal this week? Um, I, I think we're going to try to keep it the same the whole year um, just because of NIL. And uh, true, true. So, but um, we'll see. Maybe we'll add someone here and there. Uh, but yeah, we'll probably try to Don't forget Liam. Yeah, no, Liam's part, yeah. part of it too. Yeah. <laughs> so Liam, for you, you know, you said, you know, you started in college football four or five years ago. 
when you first started playing college football, did you ever think you'd see the day that you were going to be able to profit off your name, image, and likeness? Uh, quite honestly, no. You know, I honestly never thought, you know, this would come about, you know, but, uh, you know, having this opportunity is just a blessing. You know what I mean? I think it's deserved. You know, I think every athlete deserves, you know, they put in the work, they work hard, you know, they deserve to reap the benefits of what they uh, what they put into it. So uh, I think it's a great opportunity for everyone. You know, obviously, big names, big faces, you know, uh, you put the work in, you should get the reward. So I think it's awesome. The hard way, and that's what we're all about here in DeKalb. But, Braden, I got to ask you, Liam, you can chime in on this as well. I know we haven't had the first meal. I'm thinking about maybe we should do an eating contest before the end of the season. But preseason, who do you guys have as the person at the table that's going to be putting away the most food? Uh, I'm going to say Nolan Potter. Nolan? Yeah. Yeah, I would say Nolan or John Champ. John Champ? Yeah, John can eat. Yeah. <laughs> it, let's say hypothetical. I, I know I know Jeff's listening. Now, hypothetical, if we were doing a food eating contest, what, what would you guys prefer? <laughs> Probably um, wings. Yeah, I would say wings or something like that. Something like that. We'll try to crowd we'll try to crowdfund that one. I'll I'll get working on that one, but <laughs> all right. So with the NIL, it's it's a great time for to be a college athlete. And you know, as someone who's been a fan of college athletics and especially football my entire life. You hear about these stories. I've done countless uh, finals reports and stuff like that at the end of a semester talking about how you're the star at a school, but you can't even go buy your jersey at the bookstore. It's like, it's a great time for you guys to be able to capitalize on that. And we're at a great spot for it. I, I like to think of this place as the NIU headquarters for NIU athletics. I said on the podcast, I've been here for you know, Halloween, New Year's, a whole bunch of different things. So it's a great spot to be. And we're happy to be here. And we're happy to have people here joining us uh, for our first live event. So Real quick, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up here on the NIL talk, but what does it mean to you guys specifically, Liam, we'll start with you, uh, to have secured an NIL deal an NIL deal here with Fatties, uh, considering it's the first year of NIL? Yeah, well, I think it's awesome. Like you said, uh, Fatties is kind of like the hub of NIU. You know, everyone around here knows what it is, knows where uh, it is, and always comes here. So, you know, I think, it's a, I think it's a really big deal, you know. It's such a great representative of the university and the community we have here. And so for them to buy into what we do and, to, you know, put their faith in us, I think it's awesome. Yeah. For you, um, probably, honestly, all what, what, what Liam said is true. That is just a big part of you. It's a big part of Cal. Um, it's a great restaurant. It means the world to get profit back to us for all the hard work we put in. Um, over the years, and I just, it's, it's awesome. It's an awesome opportunity. And then the, my favorite question. So I usually ask what your favorite meal is in cow, but since we are fatties, they are the presenting sponsor of our show, and like you said, the NIU headquarters, what's your favorite meal here? I got to go with the Wayne Presky. Okay, Wayne Presky, that's yeah. a good choice. And Liam, for you? Uh, I like a little spice, so uh, I like the heat. You know, I like a little, <laughs> little spicy, so that's mine. There we go. So, all right, so we'll wrap up the NIL talk. Let's talk about Saturday. Then. Saturday was a movie. Saturday was the best game I've seen you guys play in over a year. It was a convincing performance against a Power 5 opponent against Georgia Tech on the road in a hostile environment. They did the whiteout. And, and like you guys said, that scoreboard could not have been erased faster once you left or once you guys you know got off the sideline and started celebrating. But I personally, I got to ask you guys, as being both key members of the offense, what was that huddle like going into that last drive, you know, knowing we need at least seven to send the game to overtime? And then, as we all know, we, we decided to go for eight instead. But, Graydon, we'll start with you. 
Yeah, so um, <clears throat> Coach Hammock, uh, we talked on the sideline before we went out. Um, just about confidence, um, belief, having belief that we could do this. Uh, we, we knew as a team we could do it. Um, and, and the confidence to just go out and play, play how we've been playing, uh, play every snap the same, uh, and, and keep a level-headed mind, not get too big, not get too high, uh, low. Um, so we, we were just confident. Just confidence was the main thing. And Liam, for you? Uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen us that calm, you know, going into a big situation like that ever since I've been here. You know, everyone kind of had the faith and knew we were going to get it done. I mean, we were on the sideline as we were getting the ball back, you know, and we were all talking, you know, hey, we just got to do it one play at a time, do our jobs, and, you know, we were going to score. So I think, uh, you know, we all had the confidence in, our, in each other that we'd all do our jobs. So, yeah, and I think one of the, the under – spoken parts about all this is, you know, the, the game winning, what turned out to be the game winning touchdown, your guys' roommates, both transfers, you know, Coach Hammock to have the trust in the offense to move the ball down the field. And then ultimately we go and get the two point conversion with Tyrese Ritchie, who I've said it until I'm blue in the face is the best receiver in the Mac and about as sure of a thing as you can get in the red zone to kind of secure the game. But we talked about it a little bit. And the best part about it is it's finally gone. Tell us what that feeling was like to get that first victory. It was 649 days. I looked it up. It was a long time. But it was, again, like, it, it wasn't just any victory. It was a Power 5 opponent. All the experts and the blue checkmark brigade and all the, the Twitter nerds, they all said, hey, we're going to lose this game by 1,000. And you guys went out there and proved to them that you guys are a force to be reckoned with this year. Liam, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, yeah. Well, sorry, it was, it, was, it was sweet. You know, it was a sweet victory. You know, it felt good. You know, it was almost not a relief, but you felt a little bit of weight fall off our shoulders, you know. Uh, I think seeing the scoreboard at the end, you know, we all had belief going into the game. We all had belief during the game on that last drive too. But, you know, seeing the products of our labors, you know, I think everyone now, especially, you know, everyone on the team, regardless of where they play, you know, it's officially bought in. You know, they, they knew we could do it. We got it done. And now I think it's just we got to keep pressing, but it's all the way up from here. The monkey is off our back and – I'm sure you saw it, but take me through what it felt like to see that level of joy on Coach Hammock's face, knowing how hard he is on you guys, knowing how hard he coaches you guys, and, and talking about trusting the process and the man next to you, just seeing that, like, joy after the win. Yeah, well, it's like watching, like, your dad smile, something like that. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, something you don't see all the time. Yeah. So you just got to gotta savor it, you know, uh, you know, seeing him, you know, raise his arms and, you know, scream. For joy. It is now my Twitter header on, on the Huskies on tap page. Yeah, so. perfect picture. I couldn't, uh, couldn't say it any better, but uh, like I said, you know, it was sweet. You know, he's hard on us for a reason, you know, every day, day in and day out. He's always pushing us, and, uh, you know, it, there's a reason why he sees it in all of us. You know, he sees that we could do it before we even did it. Yeah. So I thought it was awesome. Yeah, and he believed in you guys. I did, too. It was, it was like, I'm going to say it. I've said it on the podcast, but – Shed a tear or two, a uh, first time that, for a sporting event since uh, since the Cubs World Series. So I, I'm man enough to admit that, but it, it is what it is. My brother was there for that, unfortunately. But, uh, Braden, for you, captain, you, you know, you're basically, like I said, you're my captain. You're one of my, my close friends on the team, someone that's been a big part of this show. And we've talked about this. We talked about this at Mac Media Day. Like, this team this year is going to be different. Talk about getting that victory, especially week one, too, right out the gates. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great victory. Um, you know, like Liam said, we believed we could do this. Um, Coach Hammond put belief in us to, you know, accomplish this. Um, it was awesome to see at the end of the game the scoreboard and 0-0 and Coach Hammond's emotions, everyone's emotions, us running over the MAU crowd. Um, 
it's one of those wins that you'll cherish forever. Yeah. It really is. Um, but yeah, like Liam said, we just got to keep pressing. Um, next week, we got to be 1-0 on uh, to Wyoming. So, uh, it was great, great, great game, great victory. And now we got to move on. Yeah, it's 1-0 every week. And I couldn't have asked for you guys to have a better performance. It was great to see the way you guys were moving. You too, Liam, tight end, moving bodies off the ball, uh, creating space for Harrison Whaley. So, What's it like having like a full stable of backs behind you guys that you know, as long as you take care of your one of 11, you get your block off, they're going to take care of the rest. I'll start with you, Brad. Yeah, the backs, um, they're unbelievable. We have uh, a lot of good backs. We have a great running backs coach, and, uh, Coach, coach uh, Luke. Um, but uh, the backs are just outstanding. Um, being able to read the holes and everything, um, and then us, us making them right with blocking schemes and um, just staying our defenders. Uh, it's, it's been awesome. It's been really, really good for our offense. And then for you, Liam, yeah. kind of a Swiss Army knife of our offense. Yeah, I mean, it's the gift that keeps on giving, having all those backs, you know. Each one of them has a different skill set, different abilities, and they all bring something to the table, and they all can be used in a game no matter what the situation is. Uh, we have faith in all of them. You know, they make us right and make us look really good. Uh, watching the film, man, there's sometimes there's just small creases and Harry or Clint or Duck or anyone like that is just breaking them off. Even in practice, you know, uh, anytime you watch the film, you're like, wow, you know, we got to keep, we got to keep going for these guys, you know, yeah. you know, you, the harder you work and the harder they work, you know, it just makes you want to be better. And again, we go back to it. It's the hard way. Uh, I got to ask you though. Both of you guys will ask this and going into the two point conversion. I know you guys probably all knew that coach Hammock was going to go for two going into that drive. I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, Oh my God, if we score, we're going for two for sure. But what was that? What was that? How to like it? I mean, you guys said you were calm, cool and collected going into that last drive and you proved it by going down to score. What was that last, like any, any last words from coach Hammock before you guys went off or coach Isis before you guys went off into, into the play? Uh, well, I don't think anyone even came off the field. We yeah. scored and no one moved. Yeah. You know, it, no flinch, no nothing. We were all there ready ready to go. I love that. You know, I think it was just the mentality, <laughs> you know, already. Yeah. Like, we scored, celebrated, and all of a sudden, Quince, you know, pointing back to the huddle, like, get huddle back, like yeah, back, exactly. Yeah. You know, we still knew there was work to be done, yeah. and I had to do it. But I think, you know, everyone was confident. Like, you know, when you watch it on TV, I'm sure people are nervous and stuff like that. I don't think anyone that huddle was nervous, you know. My yeah. heart was beating a mile a minute, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, please, guys, you got this. Like, you got to pull this one out. Yeah. We had this in the bag, so But uh, Yeah, I don't think anyone doubted that we were going to do it or that we were going to get it. So. Never never a single doubt. And for you, Brady, going in as the center, you have a very a very important part. you got to get your snap off and make sure it's perfect. What was it like for you? Yeah, um, piggyback what Liam said, I think – we were, we were ready. We knew we were going for two, um, and we celebrated the touchdown and then got right back to the huddle um, just so we had to do our job. Um, and then we executed and ended up winning the game. So, I mean, I think we were all really calm. We were really, you know, confident in what we were going to do. So. And, again, first game in front of fans. And, I mean, we had friends and family here last season, but first game in front of, like, that type of environment. I talked about it a little bit on the pregame show, but how do you feel uh, the young guys reacted, the guys like that have not played in that environment? Yeah, I thought the, the young guys that stepped up that played um, and young guys in general that traveled, uh, they were really calm. Um, you know, they were mature. We have a lot of young young players that are very mature, um, and so I think that helps with our depth. Um, but yeah, it was yeah, – the sideline, we were awesome. We were getting up, um, you know, after every play, big play. Um, you know, they, they were – 
they were feeding off our energy on the yeah. field. Um, so I think I think a lot of young guys they were they were really mature. So it was good to see. That's awesome. And Liam, for you, this was we'll go ahead and say it. It was the first boneyard victory that you were a big part of, and, and you played phenomenally. Great blocks. Way to get you know out there and be physical with them. But what was that like for you, knowing like, hey, this is my first year that I'm going to be like in the starting lineup. I'm going to be playing a lot, and to go out there and you get a dub in that first game. How did that feel? Yeah, it felt great. I mean, it all it all it all goes back to preparation, man. You know, going through camp, the coaches harped on us all the time. You know, make it harder than the game, make it harder than the game. So you know, when we got to the game, it was easy. You know, we're blocking all our big DNs. You know, every yeah. day. You know, getting in there. Coaches are behind us, getting in our ears from every angle, every yeah. which way. Um, you know, so when you get to the game, it's like nothing's changed. It's yeah. almost easier. So I think it's just the preparation we had all camp. You know, it, it allowed us to be successful. Allowed everyone to be successful. Yeah, and I, I mean, I didn't see too many rattled guys. And like you guys said, even even in the midst of adversity, you guys just buckled down and were like, "This is what we signed up for. We know we can beat this team." And and to be honest, from the jump. It was apparent that, you know, you know, you guys watch football. Like you watch NFL in college, and it's like, uh, take, for example, uh, I was watching Notre Dame the other night. Florida State was bringing it to them, and they were playing way more physical than them, and that's that's what I saw on you guys out there on Saturday, and it was like, it was great to see the growth from, we talk about a game like Ball State last year where it's like, we should have won that game, but we didn't, and they end up going on to be the MAC champion, so it's like that was the perfect measuring stick game to say, hey, we're not far off. We'll be back next year. But to go and beat them with the dynamic playmakers that they have, and then, too, Coach Hammock was talking about it a lot. Their DNs and their D-linemen were some players. So for you guys to keep them out of the backfield, should we should we say it? Zero sacks. Zero sacks allowed. Like, that's amazing. And, uh, Braden, I got to ask you, having guys like Liam and Miles as extensions of the offensive line, and then even to double down on that, you got Clinton Brett back there at fullback. It's like – you have so many different guys that aren't even part of the offensive line to help it out. That smash mouth brand of football that we talk about, you know, getting getting the run game established early. How important is it to have those guys that, you know, aren't part of the offensive line, but are, you know, their swing block and their pull block and they're they're getting to the second level and taking out linebackers for plays that you guys can't do it. Yeah, um, and going back to what you said, quick, real quick. Um, Georgia Tech's defensive line and their whole defense—they were—they were really physical. Um, it was a tough group, so that's why it was a close game. Um, they played really hard. Give them credit. Um, but have everyone block together, gel together. The tight ends help us out so much with blocking the DNs, blocking the linebackers. Like you said, um, you know, and, and we build that off of repetition during practice. Um, so when when everyone's clicking, when everyone, everyone's hat on the hat. Um, that's what makes the run game work. So, yeah. and, and two, it, it helps that Rocky can move a little bit. Yes, it does. Again, I don't want him to run a lot. And if he, you know, if he wants to, it's better off he gets out of bounds instead of taking a shot. But yeah. and, I, and I know these guys will be out there like a bouncer at the club trying to get whoever gave that shot to Rocky oh, up sure. out of there. So I'm glad that, that that will be the result. But yeah, looking looking at this past week's game and then. We'll get we'll get past it because like we said, it's a 24-hour rule, but it, it's great to be able to, to celebrate a victory with you guys in person, live with fans. Um, and you know, like I said, this will be available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify when we're done. But I have an important question for both of you guys before we wrap up on Georgia Tech. And you know, we talk about a boneyard victory. I walked by the stadium. Was that you this morning when I when yeah, I was yeah. I was like, I think that's Braden, but then I saw an Illinois license plate and I'm like, he's doing something, I'm gonna just keep walking. So I was like, I'll see him later tonight and then. Of course it's you. Of course, that's just our luck. We see each other everywhere. But 
for, for you, Braden, I see the flag flying right above Husky Stadium, the MAC flag, you know, with the double cross bones. It's like a pirate flag. What does a Boneyard victory mean to you? Yeah, um, it's a special victory for sure. Um, it's been a history of NIU uh, knocking off Power 5 teams. Um, and, and, and it's just special. It's special to the program. It's special to the university. Um, there's everyone at NIU that's, uh, that's involved. Uh, so it, it's it's something that will take with us forever. Uh, and, and flying that flag for the MAC, um, it shows, you know, we can play with everyone. It shows, it shows that we can do this. Um, so it's just special. It's a very it's a special one. And for you, and for you, Liam, what does a uh, Boneyard victory mean for you? Yeah, I think it's just really special. You know, growing up, even Orange Bowl year, you know, they're knocking off teams left and yeah. right every year since then. The Jordan know, Lynch era. Exactly. You know, throwing it back. But every year since then, you know, it's always, it's always, it always seems that you see NIU on the news, you know, being a big team, beating someone they're not supposed to. So I think, you know, adding to that legacy and adding to that tradition is, uh, it means a lot to me, you know, and I think it's, uh, it's a great, it's a great stepping stone for where we want to go. Yeah. And I got I to take a shout-out to my brother. He's on the hit list. Northwestern lost to NIU not too long ago, but we'll, we'll let him forget about that one. We'll, we'll let him ride on that one. And then this is an important one. So you guys are both big key blockers as part of the offense. Pass block or run block? You can only block one way for the rest of your career. What are you doing? Uh, run block for sure. You like mauling people. Oh. You like taking people yeah. to the club. And, and for you, Liam? Uh, I'll go with run blocking too. You know, it's a different mentality that you got to have. So I think, you know, Having the mentality means a lot. And uh, to keep that, I take that. Dan, if you're pass blocking, that means we're not giving you a route. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. If exactly. Liam's out there on a pass play, let's get him a route. And, and I'll ask you this, too. So I know we can't really, like, they're not letting people celebrate anymore. But if you get in the end zone this year, do you have a little something cooked up for, for, for your first touchdown? Uh, yeah, I got something. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm old school, so. You know, every time I scored in high school, my dad was a big Barry Sanders fan. He yeah. just said, hand the ball to the ref and act like you've been there before. So Took the words right out of my mouth. So, That's my dad's uh, looking at me. Yeah. So you got you to act like you've been there too much. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I'll do something on the sideline with all the rest of the teams, but when I'm out there, I'll act uh, I'll act professional. Okay, so I'm ready to see that, man. I can't wait. Uh, we're going to get those fire tweets off when you get in the end zone. But, all right, so this, this is going to be – I told you guys a little bit before to prepare you for this, but this is going to be roommate rapid fire. So for those of you that don't know, Liam and Braden are also roommates with uh, fatty sponsored athlete and quarterback Rocky Lombardi, and as well as fatty sponsored athlete and running back slash fullback slash Mr. Do it. Oh yeah. Just yeah. offensive back athlete, Clint Rakovich. And so for the next series of questions, we'll go through roommate rapid fire, see who is, who is who in this house and, and we'll, we'll get through it. It's going to be fun, but for those of you that don't know, we haven't had Liam on the show, so we got to get Liam's opinion on some of these things. I've talked to Braden about it. I've talked to Rocky, and I've talked to Clint about it. We need to go. So we'll start with Liam. We'll start with Liam. So on a long road trip, who's controlling the music? Uh, probably Braden. He usually okay. drives, so usually if Braden's he drives, the captain he gets the, of the ship. Yeah, you know, he likes to just play the radio remixes of everything. So, <laughs> uh, no one's too happy about it, but I'll go with Brandon. Are we, is, are we doing country? Are we rap? And what are we listening to on the way on the way to say we're, going, say we're going back up to Michigan to go back to see where Liam is? You know, I, I, I had a little spice to everything. I had, a, I had a variety of stuff, but Brandon kind of plays the same stuff. Brandon, Brandon, how are we rocking on this road trip? What are we playing with the music? I, I try to mix it up with a little bit of everything, but I, sometimes it doesn't happen. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm honestly going to pick Liam. Liam has 
a lot of different playlists for a lot of different types of music. So I think Liam's a good choice. I'm going to go out and assume Liam was past the ox court in the locker room after the victory, and no one can change my mind on that. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it. That, that was, it was so great to see you guys celebrating uh, out there in, in the uh, – in the Georgia Tech locker room, but all right, so this one kind of already got knocked out. But who's going to drive on the road trip? Liam said you, so are you the best driver in the group? I would say I'm, I'm the best driver, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And Liam, who do you think would be driving on this on this road trip? I would say either Brain or Rocky. You know, okay. They kind of like to take the wheels, so no speeding tickets, right? From uh, <laughs> from them, probably not. Me. Probably not either. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, look, man, we live in the middle of nowhere. We got nothing but country roads and yeah. a lot of space for – I've seen some crazy people passing by me on Plank Road. So, it is what it is. This one's going to be a funny one, and I'm sure the fingers are going to start pointing. But, Liam, we'll start with you. Who's the guy who leaves the biggest mess in the house? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'll go with Clint for, okay. for right now. You know, All he, those meal preps, all his food everywhere. It's just protein powders. And and all that stuff. You kind of just described it on the nose right there. <laughs> you know, oh, my God. All the containers everywhere. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, we've, we've been doing better, you know, trying to clean up after each other. But That's well, hardly home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. All right. Braden, for you? I'll go with Clint as well. You okay. said that. You said that. It's pretty uh, solid. I know my guy, Clint, man. When I uh, when I came up for last week's press conference, I came up and Clint had like a double stack plate, like one of those barbecue plates that you get. And it's just like, you have to eat all of this. And if you don't, you have to flip the plate down so that they know that you did eat all of it. Otherwise, you can be looked at as disrespectful here. So, I mean, but all right. So, this one, this is another good one. Who is the morning person of the house or who wakes everybody up in the morning? <laughs> Um, I would say Liam's the morning person. That okay. He's, he's always gone before I'm gone. So. Liam goes for a, a nice jog in these DeKalb streets or what, what's it looking uh, Yeah, I'm a, I'm a morning guy. You okay. know, I always wake up early. I'm a little paranoid sometimes. I'm missing <laughs> stuff too. So yeah. I think that plays into it. Uh, but I like getting up and starting my day, you know. I go to bed early too. So yeah. I'm like an old man at this point. Hey, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. And, and too, it's like... I'm, I'm terrible with morning stuff. I got to get better at it as I get more into my professional career. We're at six o'clock tonight, so I couldn't be late for this. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, you know that feeling when you wake up and it's like, you just like pop out of bed and you're like, oh God, I'm going to be late. Like, let me quick run to the shower, brush my teeth, get the mouth yeah. and we're ready to roll. But all right. So I don't know uh, when the final dinner will be for you four, because Rocky may, may be here next year mm -hmm. and, and we'll see how that works out. But who's going to be the guy who cooks that final meal and what's it going to be? I don't know. That's a tough one. You know, so Clint cooks, Clint and Rocky eat together all the time. Yeah. So Clint kind of cooks for both of them. Uh, me and Braden kind of cook by ourselves. Uh, I like to think I'm kind of a grill aficionado. Okay. I, like to, I like to be on the grill a little bit. Does your but, apartment uh, or your townhouse allow you to have a grill? Because I've lived places they won't let us have a grill. Yeah, so we like, have, that's we have, critical. Yeah. Man. I need that. Yeah, we have, a, we have a grill in the back, but, you know, I don't know. I feel like Clint's got it in the bag. You know, he might be able to do a little bit better than I can. So. Okay. And uh, if you had a choice, what would you be cooking for the boys? Oh, the nice steak dinner. You know, steak they, dinner. They deserve it. Okay. Okay. I know Braden likes that. Braden, who would uh, who would be cooking the final dinner in the house, and what do you think it would be? Uh, I'm gonna go with Clint as well, and Clint would probably cook um, rice with uh, just fried rice, just, just rice, and yeah. grilled chicken breast. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, man. He was he was out there feasting, man. And I told him too because. I mean, I know you guys just see each other around in class. I'm like, bro, you guys better ball out this weekend. And man answered the call. And it was good to see, too. Like, he caught the game-winning touchdown. And that's just kind of like what Clint's about. It's like he can catch, he can block, he can 
I wonder if he can pass or maybe we need to get Clint to a punt pass. Today. That's what we need to do. He did play quarterback in high school. Okay, so I know you guys have seen that video that, that Fox and CBS roll out anytime Andy Reid coaches a game. It's like him in line at the punt pass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to assume Clint has a couple of those in his history. Okay. Yeah. All right, so this is another good one. Braden, we'll start with you. I think I have a feeling it's the guy next to me, but who is the biggest house prankster? Yes, definitely Liam. Okay. Liam is is the prankster. Okay, and what we'll we'll, uh, we'll stay uh, we'll stay PG, but what is like the worst prank he's pulled on the house? I don't know if I can answer that either. Um, I would say, see, probably leaving someone's keys outside the house. Oh, here, man, you know better than that out here. <laughs> I like to have fun. I like to have fun around the house. All right, Liam, for you, who's uh, who's your biggest house prankster? You know, uh, I don't want to say myself, so I'll go with Rocky. You know, he, he can get it in there a little bit, you know, so. He's a guy. Yeah, he likes, to, he likes to shake it up a little bit, keep you on your toes, so I'll go with him. All right, so this is going to be a fun one. Uh, Liam, we'll start with you. Who is the most competitive, uh, I guess you would say, person in the house? Uh, well, it's a tie between Rocky and Clint. Um, you know, this summer we went golfing a couple times, uh, and I don't think I'd ever go again with Rocky and Clint. <laughs> oh, no. You know, I'm not I'm not the best golfer, so uh, I think it was frustrating for them to watch me play a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But uh, I'm not a good golfer either. Yeah. Not I'm out there for fun. I'm yeah, it's fun. Golf. It's fun to just go whack some golf balls around the yard and. Hopefully they go in, but they usually don't. <laughs> exactly. But, no, I'd say Rocky Slant. I don't think there's a thing that they're bad at. Man. Yeah. Like Cornhole, they just bought Guitar Hero, and all of a sudden they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden they're amazing at that. I don't know. play like Uno or something during camp, and they just be wiping the floor. Clint's like slamming the cards on the table. Yeah, right? I, He's like, bro, I had the best hand. Why'd you do that? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. You know, we played Euchre a little bit when, yeah. we, when they first got here. I don't think they lost the game either, so. It's a little annoying at times, but, you know, they, yeah. they, they like to win, which is, you know, obviously the mentality you want from your quarterback yeah. and one of your best players. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Braden, for you, who uh, who is your most competitive person in the house? Definitely Rocky. Um, anything Rocky does is competitive. I've been golfing with him. I've played cornhole with him. Yeah. I've played everything. Anything that Rocky plays is competitive. He, he wants to beat you and he wants to beat you badly. So Rocky, Rocky reminds me of myself. I was that kid in gym class that was like, this is game seven of the World Series or game seven of the NBA Finals. Like, I got to win this. Like, and every sport that I played too, because as you guys see, I mean, what, you're six, 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 seven? Six, seven. You're six, five. I'm, I'm five, eight. I was never blessed with a football player's body, but I'm happy to be here in this capacity, and you know we're talking about it, and we always have a good time when we when we do the show, and and it's great, you know, we're a little bit of an audience here. People are starting to file in. I think I have a feeling I know who this one will be, but who cooks? In, well, I know who cooks the most, but who cleans the most in the house? Um, I would say honestly, my girlfriend Amanda. She cleans. Oh, shout out um, Amanda. Yeah, she, she cleans a lot, um, especially for me. Uh, but Liam cooks the most, I would say. Oh, really? Uh, Liam, Liam, Liam or Clint. Okay. Liam, the grill master. You know, you saying you're cooking most. You cook more than Clint? Uh, yeah. I like to. I like to try and uh, mix it up. Try to. You space it out. Clint probably knocks it all out in like two hours, and then he's got his boxes ready to go, and just boop, put it in the microwave. See you later. Yeah, exactly. I kind of. I kind of take my time. I'll cook my breakfast. You know, throw lunch in there, and then dinner. I like to mix it up. I like a variety of different things, so I always try to mix it up. Just get like home cooking. Get all your macros and your proteins, your carbs, all that. And then, too, it's like 
I know. I saw they were walking out with uh, the smoothies. I know they feed you guys over. And two, you guys had you had portillas yesterday too. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's awesome. They're doing so much. I fun. saw the giant bowls of Jardinier, and I'm like, Jardinier is like the yeah. best thing in the world. Like I love Jardinier. <laughs> we, we had a couple players walk out with a full cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple extra, and I just, you know, a couple tight ends. You know, we were one of the last guys in there watching the film. You know, they just scooped it up and walked out. Asked, of course, you know. So it's one of those situations where you never want to be the restaurant that sends food to NIU and didn't send enough so it's always good to send a little bit more than you need and i'm sure with everybody involved maybe the coaches come and grab a quick plate at the end and everybody eats so it's good to see that and i was glad to see that uh there was a full course it was chocolate cake it looked like you had some beef some pasta yeah all the good stuff so i always love to see that you guys are on a good nutrition plan uh, talk about real quick. You know, we're we're done. We're done with the roommate. The roommate. Uh, the round table. The rapid fire. However you will. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna run it back with maybe some different questions. Actually, no. I'm a liar. I'm a fraud. I have one more question. The best gamer. Who is the best gamer? Because I know you guys have the two TV set up right in the family room, and now you said you got Guitar Hero. You got all these different things. Who's the best gamer? I'm going to go with myself. Okay. Um, Game of choice. Yeah. Game um, of choice. Game of choice is either Madden or um, I would say Call of Duty. And what? You got PS4? Or? Yeah, PS4. All right, so who, who are you playing with? In um, I play with the Bears. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, and I learned this morning, this morning from JJ that you're also a Cubs fan, man. I'm sorry. It's been a long year for us, but hey, we're only, we're only 10 games out. A lot, of, a lot of season left, a lot of game left. They play tonight. French Wendell's a Hall of Famer. Uh, but for you, Liam, who is the best gamer in the in the house? And, and also, what is your game of choice? Uh, I'll go with Braden. You know, he's always in his room. I think after <laughs> – I think anytime he's not doing football or school, he's, uh, he's in his room playing. Uh, I hope you gave him a bigger room than Harry Potter. He chose, he chose the room he's in right now, so I won't comment on that. <laughs> Whatever he took is uh, the one he had, you know, but uh, I'm a big 2K guy. I like, okay. playing, I like playing some 2K. Uh, Who do you run with? I like to mix it up. You Random like, guy? Yeah. I like you got to gotta put pressure on people, too, because everybody tries to come into a game with their team, and yeah, no. we do three randoms, and if you, you know, if we match a random, that random gets thrown out, and you throw another one, and then some of my friends who know they're going to lose, they, uh, they go fourth, do or die, and I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Like, I had a buddy, me and him were playing, uh, we had a Madden tournament, and uh, he did fourth do or die, and I had the Chiefs already, so I was like, I don't, I don't know. He gets the Jets, he gets the Jets, and okay. I'm like, bro, good luck, like, and I ended up, I ended up crushing him, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, and, and I like gaming too, uh, I'm not as good as I used to be, just because you know, we don't have as, as much time as when we were younger, and then it's like, too, it's like, you hop online, these kids are ruthless, yeah, it's oh like, God. okay, take it easy, buddy, like, I don't need to be getting beat. 35 to 3. The first game I played online, I played against uh, a Chicago guy that I know that actually made it to the league with the Tampa Bay Bucks. And I'm like, maybe I'll be able to say I beat an NFL player in Madden. It was literally like, it was it was 7 to nothing at the half or like four to 10 to nothing. And then it was 50 to 3 before I could play. And I was like, dude, never again. So shout out my guy Keith. But yeah, I, I like gaming. It's fun and it's, it's a good a good little coping method to just kind of get away and then too like maybe we'll see you guys in the game next year is, be, is, this, nice. this, is this your last year here uh, no i got, you one, got more. one more okay so Braden, uh if you're not on the bears i'm throwing you on the bears for my franchise i, I don't care so and i'm i'm glad you've adopted the chicago teams being an indiana guy that means a lot to us so we need that and 
hopefully this Sunday, uh, as I look at my dad, who's a Rams fan, and I'm very scared for this Sunday, uh, we don't have too much Andy Dalton time, and maybe we'll see Justin Fields before it's too late. And Nagy was uh, – Nagy was – Yeah, Nagy, Nagy was talking about that in the press conference. He's like, I don't know, maybe we see him in the second half. Who knows? So we love to see that. Liam, being a, a Michigan guy, who are, who are your teams and what other sports do you follow besides football? Yeah, so uh, you said the Rams. Uh, you guys got you guys got a hell of a player, Matt Stafford. You know that that uh, that, that hurt me when uh, we lost him. But you know we got Jared Goff now. Everything's gonna <laughs> exactly. be alright. Yeah. Everything's gonna be exactly. alright. Exactly. <laughs> I trust I trusted Dan Campbell. That's a that's a football guy right there. The but, kneecaps uh, don't stand a chance. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I I roll with every Detroit team there is. You know I uh, stay loyal even through yeah. uh, through the tough times. Through thick and thin, I like that. Yeah, you know uh, growing up watching the Lions. You know there wasn't a lot of winning football. Yeah. But uh, as of late, they're, they're, they're turning around, you know. So, big Pistons fan, big Red Wings guy. Got the first pick, got Kate Cunningham. That's oh, big. Yeah. That's awesome. I and think they're still a couple pieces away, but they're getting there. They, yeah. they had the most improved player of the year last year. Was it uh, Grant, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a baller. Yeah, and then uh, Tigers, man. Love me some Detroit Tigers. Uh, there's a couple players actually on the Tigers that uh, went to my high school. Oh, really? Yeah, so. Go ahead and name drop. You can. Uh, Eric Haas. Oh, he, he matches, bro. He's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. So, it's been awesome to see um, – see him excel, you know, because he came up from the minors, yeah. you know, even just this year, and he just was making most of his opportunity, which is awesome to see. So what would it mean to you to get out to Detroit and play a game on Ford Field? You've watched countless Lions games. You've seen, you know, your heroes growing up play on that field. What would that mean to you to get out to, you know, Ford Field and play a MAC championship? Yeah, it's been awesome. You know, I played a couple games there in high school, yeah. you know, won a couple games there um, for, you know, playoff games, stuff like that, Catholic League finals. But uh, I think playing for a MAC championship – you know, it's just an awesome feeling. You know, is everyone that, is that where they do the Michigan State playoffs for the yeah, that's where the, champ- that. that's that's where the championship like, game is. A, no, you're good. I'm like thinking maybe they do the big house because here we do NIU, and then I think we I don't know if we had it last year because I don't think there was playoffs, but the year before I remember there being games, and then they alternate with U of I, who, yeah, but they got a new coach over there. Maybe some, some good things are coming for them, but we only care about the best college football team in the state of Illinois, and that's Northern Illinois, the only undefeated team, so. It is what it is. We're gonna we're gonna take that momentum, uh, and I will say I, I went to a Tigers game when I went out to Mac Media Day, and they have like the Big Cat Park. They have all these cool like little displays with all the the old players and like old mitts and old jerseys. And like I tell everyone, I'm like a big sports nerd, so I was like, at, it was 14 nothing the game that I went to. They won, and I was like, well, first of all, this is cool because every baseball game that I've gone to this year is like I went to a 30 run game, a 21 run game, a 25 yeah. run game. And then I just watched them put up two touchdowns on the Lonely Rangers who are like, who are like a quadruple A team. Yeah. But, like, just to see a team pay a, pay a note to their history and, like, put up all those cool plays, it was like a Hall of Fame-esque, like, display. I thought that was really cool. And then hopefully, I mean, me, Braden, and Clint were talking about it when, uh, when we were done with our interviews in Detroit. And I don't know if I said it to Coach Hammett before I left, but I think I told you guys. I'll see you guys back here in a few months. So hopefully we can make that happen. Conference play hasn't started, but – we have a huge game this week, Saturday, 1230, Wyoming, first home game, haven't played with fans in the stands, more than just the friends and family in over a year. And I mean, after a week one victory, you got to anticipate there's going to be a lot of people there. Braden, we'll start with you. What would you say it means to you just to have, we'll say, we'll say full capacity, because like I say every week on the show, if you're a listener of this show, I expect to see you there on Saturday. And if you're a listener of this show, I also expect to see you here on Saturday after or before the game. 
Yeah, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a great environment. Um, we hope we hope that uh, a lot of people come out to the game um, and support. Um, we're gonna play as hard as we can. Um, yeah, it's just gonna be awesome to have fans back in Mustard Stadium this year. And then Liam, for you, what what does it mean to you have you know a chance to have full capacity? And we're gonna knock on wood. I don't know if it's loud enough for the microphone. We are in a bar. Remember this, but. What would it mean to you to have a full capacity crowd, especially after such a great game and, and a, a monumental win for this program last week? Yeah, I think it creates an advantage you can't, you know, um, anticipate. Yeah. You know, there's something you can't prepare for it. You know, when you have a lot of fans around, you know, cheering for the other team, you know, any mistake you make, it just amplifies uh, what you do. So I think having a big home crowd, you know, just gives us such an advantage to even, you know, play harder. Not that we aren't going to play hard, but it just gives us an extra motivation. Keep going. Yeah, and I, I'm going to say this, too, before we get any further, but I did my Bears podcast yesterday, and my buddies were like, you know, why don't you start with the quarterback and the running back? And I'm like, dude, I'm a hard way guy. I'm a trench guy. I got to pay respect to my guys up front. They paved the way. Without you guys, the train don't leave the station. You guys don't do your job. Rocky's getting sacked. Harrison's not getting out of the backfield. Tyrese isn't getting catches. So I always got to pay homage. Yeah, pay homage to the offensive line, our tight end right here. You know, you got to make sure the blocks are in and – and this week it's going to be important. I think it's going to be another, like, white-knuckle game, a smash-mouth game against Wyoming. They come off a game-winning drive of their own last week. They beat – it was Montana State out of the Big Sky Conference, 19-16. to 16. I think they scored with, like, almost, like, the same amount of time left, like 44 seconds left. Coach Hammock talked about this being another close game that will be won in the trenches. We talked about it a little bit before we started the show. But coming off of last week's dominant performance up front – how can you follow that up and have an even better performance this week to make sure that those same holes are there and that, you know, hopefully we can go another game without a sack. Yeah. Um, it's, it's going to be huge for us to uh, be physical, the physicality. We're going to have to win that battle up front. Um, Wyoming's defense, they play very hard. Uh, they're really physical up front. Um, so to be physical for us, that's uh, going to be one of our keys to victory. Um, and then just honing our techniques and fundamentals um, and then finish our blocks, uh, training hat on hat. So those three things are really going to be the difference in this game this week. You grab the defensive end and bring him to his defensive coordinator every single play. Just bring him right back to his coach where he belongs. Liam, for you? Yeah, well, I think it all begins with practice. You know, for as long as the staff's been here, they've always had practice. And I don't think it's really clicked with me until now, you know, yeah. when you start seeing it. Uh, the harder you practice, the easier it is, like I said, in the game. Uh, but it all starts in practice, you know, seeing the looks, getting the good looks from the compete team that did a phenomenal job last week for us. Yeah, they were giving some big shout-outs. I heard Jeff did a great job giving you guys – or not you guys, he's a offense, but giving the defense a look for uh, – for uh, what's – is it also Jeff Sims? I think it's Jeff Sims, yeah, yeah from Georgia Tech. Yeah. Double Jeff action right there. Yeah, um, that's just huge for all of us, you know, seeing the proper looks, you know, getting the physicality and getting the hitting in on a Tuesday and a Wednesday, yeah. you know, preparing you for the game. Uh, that's everything. You know, I think um, especially, you know, on the offense line and the tight ends, you know, the bulk of our work is done on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, yeah. you know, hitting each other, getting those looks, communicating, um, all that, you know, getting everything right, you know, talking about what, what looks we could see and what we can't see. Um, so I think, you know, having a good practice, you know, sets yourself up for having a good uh, game. So I know you won't tell us if anyone on the compete team is giving you the business, but anyone on the compete team that you're going up against that, you know, when he gets his opportunity, it's going to be a great player here. Uh, yeah, I'll go with the uh, interior guy. I'll go with Jelani. 
You know, he's been kind of giving us a look. He was a player of the day the other day. Okay, perfect. Uh, you know, they give the jerseys out for that too. They get yeah, they've been doing jersey. it. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Like so uh, he's been uh, he's been giving Brayton uh, the work. Ooh, you know, I I I'll watch it. I watch it. No, but uh, I think he's going to be a big player. Um, but just as a whole, they're all doing a good job. You know, they're listening to the coaching that they've been yeah. given. They're uh, they were in there watching film. You know, on the defense that we're playing. So yeah. you know, they're they're going all in. Like I said, you know, when you have more people buying in, even the compete team, you know, that just makes for a great stepping stone. Yeah, like you said, or like I said earlier in the show, it's like, you know, the man next to you is going to do his job. You do your job. And down the line, like in Domino, 11 people all do their job, and that's how that's winning football. It doesn't matter if it's by 10 points or one point. You know, we got the win, and we're on, we're on to Wyoming, and thank God we don't have to go there. Thank God you guys don't have to go there. I want to see you guys play in person. I wasn't able to make it last week. Uh, as you guys know, I'm, we got a little bit of backing. Now that we got fatties with us, but you know, for Michigan, which I did just book my hotel, so I'll, I'll be out there for sure. But for you, Braden, um, looking at at this game, looking at how you guys performed last week, what do you think would make an even better performance happen this week against uh, Wyoming? Uh, I would say uh, focusing on our fundamentals and uh, our techniques. Uh, you know, there's a couple plays uh, here and there, just fundamentals. Um, about, you know, we didn't have fully, only fully had on the hat, um, you know, just doing what we were supposed to do. So I think just honing in on the fundamentals and techniques of uh, each block that we have, um, that's going to make, make a big difference for us this week. And then you guys talked about a, an intense practice today. Let, let us get a little insider on how the practice went and who won. Did you guys win or did the defense um, it, was, it was a physical practice. That's, okay. two, that's what Tuesdays are for. Um, preparation. Um, to get those, get those thuds in those hits because we don't want no injuries. So, uh, to get the looks too with your pads, it was a very, very physical practice. Um, I, I wouldn't say any, any side one. I, I would just say, you know, the compete team gives us a good look. Um, and so it, it's, it's critical that they do that for us each week. Um, that we bring the same energy. Yeah, Coach Amick referred to it during the press conference today as having like two spring practices going at once. So I'm glad to see that, you know, those those next guys up, the guys that are the underclassmen and the guys that aren't directly involved now are right there. And they know, you know, it's football, man. I, fortunately, man, we saw it on Saturday with Devin going down, which like broke my heart because like I was sitting just as close as I'm sitting to you right now, just talk, talking into this same microphone, this same, you know, this, this last Tuesday and then to see him go down, that really uh, that broke my heart. But I heard that he did well in surgery and that he is back uh, with you guys. So that's good to see. Uh, but what have you guys seen so far on film and in the, in the scouting of this Wyoming opponent? And, and what I guess you would say is the is the main focus on defense? Um, physicality is their main focus. Um, you know, they're going to – they're going to try to uh, hit you with a one-plus box, which means they're going to try to stack the box and not let you run the ball. Um, so I think just us being physical up front, you know, uh, have run the ball when you have to. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think that's going to be a big key for us. I love when you guys run the football like 50 times a game. And Coach Hammock talked about it a little bit earlier. He's like, yeah, Rocky only had 17 pass attempts, but that's what the game called for. It's like if we if we pass 40 times, he said this verbatim, he said if we pass the ball 40 times, we're probably giving up a couple sacks. And who else knows what happened? So trust the game plan, trust the coaching, trust the man next to you. But Liam, what have you seen so far uh, this week for the scouting report and the film? 
Yeah, well, they're kind of parallel to our defense and the way they play. You know, they have that Midwestern type of mentality, too, yeah. where they just want to be physical, you know, hard-hitting. Another nice country team. They're yeah, in the middle of ex- exactly. The mountain men. Yes. But, uh, yeah, they try to do exactly what we want to do. Um, you know, they got some good players on their defense, you know, nothing that I don't think uh, we can't handle yeah. if, we, if we follow our assignments, follow our coaching. Um, but yeah, like Brady said, they like to uh, they like to stop the run, which is perfect for us because uh, we like to run. So uh, it's a uh, iron sharpens iron. Exactly. Somebody's got to win that war. So exactly, exactly. I like uh, I like the way you guys are moving bodies. And, and real quick, we'll talk about them because I'm going to have them on the on the pregame show I recorded this morning with them. But talk about a guy like JJ Lippy, uh, someone who was an underclassman last year and earned his way into the starting lineup, and and you know he played phenomenal and. Like, kind of like Deion Sanders saying, if you ball, you get the call. He was in his first press conference here, so I'm proud of that guy. Oh, yeah, I'm extremely proud of JJ. You know, he's, he's a close friend of ours in our house. Um, you know, he's just done a great job. You know, he's obviously, you know, he probably wanted to play last year, I'm sure, as yeah. everyone does as a redshirt freshman coming in. Um, but he's been patient. You know, he's just – he's he has the mentality of the hard way, you know. Yeah you know, grinding it out every day. You know, he's been learning, even from Braden, he's been learning from everyone in front of him, you know, and then when he, when you get the call, you got to step up and uh, yeah. that's exactly what he did. So uh, I'm, I'm proud of him and the way he's been playing, you know, and I'm hoping he can make even more strides throughout the season. Yeah, and he's only going to continue to get bigger, faster, and stronger because like you guys know, you were a part of it. You know, when you leave high school, maybe they have you on a good workout plan. It depends on where you go. It's really, it's really just depends on where you go. You go to IMG, yeah, you're going to be, you're going to be huge. You go to Bishop Sycamore, you might not have class on Monday, but, but I mean, you get to college and I'm assuming you weren't 6'5", 310 when you showed up. You know, you, you got to put the work in and you got to work out and you got to eat right and make sure you're not eating too much of the bad things. That's kind of where I went wrong. I, I used to be a running back and then I played like linebacker, a little bit, a little bit of like hybrid, you know, like the little chubby safeties. That was me, but, but yeah, like looking at the way that you guys played that first game, I, I would only hope that you guys are able to follow it up with a, you know, a second performance like that. Braden, what do you guys have to do in practice this week and out there on Saturday to make sure that there's no, uh, I mess up and I think Coach Adam was mad at me in the press today, but no, like, I guess you would say letdown where it's like, we're riding high off this victory right now. But like you said, when we started, man, 24 hour rule, we're on to Wyoming and we got to focus on them and, Nothing else matters for those three hours out there on Saturday. Yeah, so I would say um, our preparation, uh, just take every day uh, the same, you know, treat, treat them the same um, every day, come to work. Uh, the one and no mentality, we can talk about that a lot. Um, you know, Jordan Tech's passes now, we're on to the next. We won't be one and no this week. Yeah. Um, so just take every day with a grain of salt and put the preparation that we need and then by uh, Saturday, we should be ready to go. Perfect. And then, Liam, for you, as far as preparation goes, and just making sure that this isn't a letdown game. And, and you know, next week when we host the show, we're 2-0 and going into the biggest game of the season and the biggest game for NIU football in a couple of years. Yeah, um, just kind of picking it up, piggybacking off what Braden said. You know, yeah. Our preparation is important, you know. Not that we're going to have a letdown, but we need to build. We need, yeah. we need to keep building. And I worded that wrong. That's my fault. No. Terrible question on me. <laughs> no, you're good. I mean, Coach Amick addresses us almost every morning. You know, yeah. He gives us a piece of advice, you know, kind of what we need to do. So uh, we slowly build throughout the week of uh, what we need to do and how we need to prepare. Um, you know, and I think a lot of it comes in film study, too. You know, seeing the opponent, seeing what they do, um, seeing how they play. 
you know, uh, visualizing yourself making the plays and what they do, I think that goes a long way and making sure, you know, to elevate your level of play. And then what would it mean to you to start the season? I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but let's fast forward, say we win the game. What would that mean to you guys? Like I said, going into our next challenge of going 1-0 that week at the big house, I'm assuming the biggest crowd that anyone will have ever played in. Maybe Nebraska was close, right? Nebraska's got a lot. They can just lie there. But, but what would that mean to this team to build that momentum? Because we haven't even started conference play. And it's like if we're playing these teams, the, the level that we're playing, one would assume that we should be able to handle conference play. So how, what would that mean to win this game and go 2-0 in a week three? Yeah, like you said, we don't want to skip out on these guys and overthink it. I just want to preference that. Yeah, know? absolutely. But it, but, it, but it would be it'd be a great stepping stone, like I keep saying, you know, to where we want to go. You know, um, your, your season's not complete after week two, after week three, regardless of the outcome. So, uh, you know, you just want to keep getting better every week. Um, I think it'd be huge for us going into that game. You know, have a lot of momentum. You know, for me and Braden, I know Braden lived in Michigan last year. It'd be a, it'd be a homecoming, you know, so – We've got a lot of people that would want to see us be 2-0. Yeah. Um, I think it will be awesome. You know, obviously, we're not going to look past these guys, and we're going to play as hard as we possibly can. But, you know, obviously, that's the goal, to go 1-0 every week. So, if we keep going, it'll be, uh, it'll be awesome. And then, real quick, we got some words for the Husky faithful. Yeah, I just want to, first of all, kind of thank everyone for coming out, you know, you know, have, having our back all season, all last season, too, even through the tough times, you know, supporting us through all. Uh, I also just want to thank Fatties again for hosting us, you know, for having us here and having us be sponsored athletes. You know, I think it's, like I keep saying, it's a great opportunity, and it really provides, you know, a great sense of community in what uh, NIU is all about. And then for you, Braden, uh, words to the NIU faithful that, like we said, man, we're – Let's, uh, I'll set a number. I think we can fit 24,000 in there. Let's, let's be north of 20. Yeah, um, for the fans that come out, it, it'd be even more for us. Uh, you know, we want to have that thing packed. Um, and uh, it'd be awesome to get fans to come out uh, and watch us play. Uh, play. We'll play the best we can, um, but it'd be awesome to get Husky Stadium packed. Um, I want to thank Fatties as well for having us here, um, for the people that came out to the event. Um, you know, it, it's it's awesome that Fatties can put this on, especially uh, to have us as a fatty sponsor athlete. Uh, so I appreciate uh, what they've done for us and for this show, too. Yeah, and then we're going to close out with just some general NIU questions. Um, I'm hoping that for your top three memories, one of them would be meeting your girlfriend here. So we're going to go ahead and we'll, we'll, we'll do that. But for your top three memories here at NIU, I know we've talked about it before, but we might have to adjust it because we got some special people in the house. Yeah, so uh, like you said, you know, uh, one of the best girlfriend. That's probably probably the top one after that uh, is the NIU championship uh, twenty eighteen. Okay, winning that match championship. Um, just the feeling of winning the championship is awesome. Yeah, uh, there's no feeling like it. Uh, and then probably tied for third would be this win uh, versus Georgia Tech that we just had, and twenty eighteen versus Nebraska. Okay, um, just both. Both of those games, um, have, have them be a bonehead victory. Uh, they, they're special wins for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. You can't write it any better. They're shutting 90,000 people up in Nebraska. And then I think it was like 40,000 last week. And they were – I'm sure you guys uh, – you had your ears ringing when you got back on the plane. But, but, Liam, for you, what are your top three memories here as a member? Or I guess you would say as a student and an athlete here at IU. Uh, can I say meeting Braden's girlfriend, too, for all the work she does at our house? <laughs> So, uh, she keeps the house yeah, clean, yeah. Exactly. She keeps us all in order. No, but uh, I'll start off with, obviously, you know, winning that championship, too. That's something I'll treasure forever. 
I think I see my ring every day when I walk past my door. I have it all propped open uh, as a reminder of where we want to go and uh, what we can do. Uh, I'd probably say, you know, obviously the Georgia Tech game's up there. And uh, I'll go a little different route. I'll say uh, getting my degree. You know, that's something that I really hold true um, and hold near and dear to myself. You know, it set me up for life, you know, getting a free education from a great university. And real quick for the people that were with us at the beginning, what did you get your degree in? Uh, I got my degree in mechanical engineering. So, uh, you know, my dad's an engineer, sister's an engineer. So uh, it runs in the family a little bit. When the pads hang up, there's a lot of money in the industry. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I, obviously I want to get back to the game in some some way, shape, or form. So I think that's a great opportunity. You know? Coach Liam. Coach Liam. Who knows? If my, knows? Kids, if my kids are tight end, I mean, I don't have any kids, especially that I know of, but I don't have, I don't have any kids playing. Uh, I'm sending them to you if he's a tight end. And, and Brayden, I would hope that you get, like, a whole line school going or something. But, yeah, for you, Brayden, um, I've asked you this before, man, and, and it's something that I think is is the coolest thing in the world. Your dad is a coordinator over at Miami of Ohio. Obviously, Miami wasn't on our schedule this year. But what would that mean to you? Because uh, if there was a matchup for you guys this year, it would be in the MAC championship. What would that mean to you to get one final game against your pops? Um... It would, it would mean the world, honestly. Um, he's beat me twice now, being in Eastern Michigan um, the past few years. So I'm 0 2. So uh, it, 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 hurts, it hurts a little bit still. But um, yeah, it'd be awesome. Uh, and for us, for our team to be in the night championship, uh, that's the goal. So it would be awesome if we do that. And then I think this is an important one. Um, obviously, we've seen with the change of coaches a couple of years ago, there was a lot of people that left in the transfer portal. Uh, luckily for you guys, you aren't on the message boards and, and social media as much as I am, but I see all the junk, I see all the poison, all the stuff that people put out there, and people are really losing hope uh, just because we were losing so many people. So I want to ask you a two-part question. So what made you guys decide to commit to NIU? And then to double down on that, what made you stay in the midst of adversity? When I want to say it was close to t- between 20 and 30 players, your, your brothers leave the school. Yeah, so for me, um, maybe if you went to NIU, uh, NIU was my only offer. So they were the only team that took a chance on me. Um, so it, it meant a lot uh, yeah. to, to be a Husky. Um, and, uh, it worked out great, too. Yeah, 100%. Um, and this, the, to stay the coaching staff, um, it, it, I asked them to, if I could come back for another year, obviously after COVID, and I was done with senior season. Um, and Coach Amick, he's been awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I love Coach Amick. He's, he's done so much for me, so much for his program. Um, and so a lot uh, for the show too. Yeah. Coach Hammock's the man. Um, and so just have Coach Hammock and my head coach, um, and my old coach, Coach uh, Coach Adam Paulson. Um, I, 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 I love the coach staff a lot. So uh, it means a lot to be a Husky. I appreciate that, Brandon. Liam, for you, uh, what made you decide to commit to NIU? And then, like I said, man, you saw your, a lot of your friends leaving to go to different schools for different opportunities. What made you stay during the midst of adversity, trusting the process, and like Brandon said, trusting Coach Hammock too. Yeah, well, you know, coming in, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but uh, Brett Bostad, his uncle was uh, the tight end coach here. So he was the one that recruited me. And, you know, seeing uh, the program that they had, you know, I didn't commit to a staff. I committed to a place and a program. Um, And so I just saw, you know, the potential it it had for me to grow as a person and as a football player and play winning football. Um, That's all I really wanted. And, you know, you know, looking at other schools, uh, this was a perfect place for me. It was far enough away from home where I could grow yeah. as a person, you know, be independent. I was talking to JJ about that this morning. I was like, you know, being in Milwaukee is a little bit further. It's, it's good to get away from home. I'm only like 45 minutes mm-hmm. away from home. So. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think uh, it helped me grow as a person. Yeah. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to get away. 
Um, not that I don't love being at home, but uh, you know, I had to you know kind of spread my wings per se. You so know. you're telling me you weren't always six seven? <laughs> no, believe it or not, I was not. Believe it or not, I was not. No, but uh, no one's staying. You know, I'm a husky through and through, and I'll always will be. I love this place with everything that it's given me and with everything I can. Um, you know, going through a staff change is never easy, but uh. You know, when Coach Emmett speaks to us and spoke to the team even right in the beginning, uh, he had a plan. He had a process. Um, and he knew what he wanted to do. And, um, you know, I've been lucky enough to be a part of that plan and be a part of that process. You know, he sees me as a guy that's a program guy and a guy he wants to keep around. And I couldn't be more thankful for that. Um, but, you know, obviously it's not easy seeing your brothers leave. And you wish them nothing but the best. And, you know, all of them. Yeah, Jack Heflin. Jack Heflin made the Packers. That was awesome. Yeah, I couldn't be more happy for him. You know, he's a great guy, great player. You know, he's a. You guys were probably battling all the time in oh, practice. Yeah. He made everyone better. He was great to have around, you know. But, and he did what he had to do. Yeah. And, you know, shout to him for, you know, being the best person he could be and, you know, making the team. You know, yeah, that's, he, that's he deserved that. And he was uh, up there with all the stats and playing well. And, and like, too, it's like, did you see that you saw the tweet? The trash can full of dirt. I, I, it's like, come on, you No, know, like, he's embracing it though, and that's oh, yeah. that's who Jack. No, I, is. I saw that's when he made the team. I saw when he made the team. He put the Sesame Street guy. Yeah. I think it's uh, Oscar. Oscar. Oscar the Oscar, Grouch. Yeah. yeah, Oscar the Grouch. I was like, let's go, Jack. I'm so happy for him. So it's good to see that. Um, and then, Braden, I'll ask you this, and then Liam, you can kind of follow up on it with a player from your from your uh, position group. But uh, a guy that hasn't seen the field yet but someone on the offensive line that you think is going to make a big impact and make a shot? Um, I think Evan Buss. Uh, you know, he's, he's played uh, back at the tackle for us. Yeah. Um, and he's a youngster. Um, but he, he's showed maturity uh, in the way he works. Um, he's learned about his business every day. Uh, and I think when he gets his opportunity, he'll show that he's really good he's really for And then, Liam, for you, uh, we, we, I don't even know why I didn't mention this play. Here, if you're a fullback, you're also a tight end and you could be a running back. Like, you guys – in our offense, have always had one of the most interesting homes. And, too, it's like I see so many teams trot out no fullback. Mm-hmm. Like, let's run – let's not make it harder than it is. Let's yeah. run the ball. Let's pound it down their throat. And, and I know you come out of the backfield sometimes. But, but uh, well, no one else, But, you know what I'm saying, lead, lead we'll work, block. We'll work yeah. that way up. Yeah, lead blocker. But but for you, like, we'll, we'll throw, I guess you could say, fullback, tight end, those kind of guys the utility guys, who's someone that hasn't really seen the field yet, but you think is going to make a big play? Yeah, uh, I'll go with Tristan Tavis. You know, he played he played linebacker last year. That's, he originally came with, that's Nick's roommate, right? Yeah, Nick and Bostad's roommate. You know, he, he played linebacker last year. He originally came in as a tight end. Um, he just has it, man. He has the tools to be to be really good. You know, yeah. he's smart. He's tough, man. He got in for a couple plays against Georgia Tech, and – I mean, he was popping some guys. You know, I think when, uh, yeah, when, when seeing, it, seeing your guy get out there and just take some moves out. Yeah, he, he's he's been ready. He's always been ready. Um, you know, when his number's called, I think he'll do great things, regardless of the circumstance. Yeah, and then uh, we'll we'll close up on this one since we are early enough in the season. I'm sure you guys already have these goals set for yourself. Uh, but Brave, we'll start with you. Uh, what are your top three goals for? Fortunately, we can't give you another year, man. So this is it, like. Once uh, that clock gets midnight, it's, it's the NFL time. So it's time to start training for that. But what are your top three goals for your final season here at night? Um, yeah, so the first one, obviously, uh, is team goal winning my championship. Um, that's something we want to do as a team. Uh, and personally, that would be awesome to get another one. Yeah. Um, second, I would say uh, all-conference, maybe all-conference selection. Uh, you know, being an all-conference player last year, uh, I want to I prove on that. 
Um, and then third, uh, I would say just have fun. Enjoy the moment because this is my last one. Yeah. Um, so enjoy what I have. Enjoy every single game. Enjoy every single practice um, with my teammates. It looked like you guys enjoyed it out there on Saturday. Uh, let me ask Liam his three real quick, and then I got one final question. We'll go ahead and wrap up. So, Liam, your top three goals for this season, and like we talked about a little bit earlier, man, this is this is your time to shine, man. You got your shot this year. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think to begin, obviously, Brain said it, win that championship. Yeah. You know, first and foremost, that's that's the goal every every time. Um, I think second, as a personal goal, you know, I want to continue to grow as a leader. You know, being in a house full of all the captains, you know, it's awesome. I get to see how they work, how they want to be. Um, and I want to fill those shoes, you know. When, when, uh, when Brayden's gone, you know, someone wants to step up, but I want to be that guy. Um, I think he's done a phenomenal job being a captain, and I just want to continue to be that for the team in the house, especially. You know, he's, he's led the way and showed me how to be a great teammate. So I think that's a step up and where I want to continue to grow. Um, and third and foremost, man, I just want to continue to get better every day. You know, any opportunity I can get to, you know, improve and just be a part of the game plan and just make our team better, I just want to take full advantage of it. My eyes are peeled for that touchdown celebration. I'm waiting for it, phone out. Uh, last year, we, me and Ethan would be in the press box, and we would uh, – every time Trayvon got a kickoff, one of us had our phone out. Fortunately, we didn't get it last year. I think we will this year. Are you on – Are you, you're still on the kickoff in the special teams here, correct? Or I'm on a punt. Punt? Okay. Punt, yeah. So – if we had you on punt return, man, or kick return. <laughs> Put me back there. Huh? Yeah, you know, you know you could do it. And I can catch. I was a big special teams guy. It's, it's always so much fun because it's like you're just going out there and just putting a body on a body and taking someone out. So it's great to see that. And, and I think, too, as I kind of start to figure out who's got more roommates and who lives where, I think we got to put together one of those table graphics and see, like, where the fans would want to hang out. Man. Right now, I think I got a couple guys from the first place house, but that remains to be seen. So we'll see how it goes. But we'd like to thank everyone for joining us at the inaugural Huskies on Tap podcast live from Fatty's Pub and Grill. We'll be back next Tuesday at 6 p.m. And look out for future interviews with Fatty's sponsored athletes and then to our traditional show. I interviewed Lance DeVoe this morning and J.J. Lippy uh, as part of the NIU press conference and their weekly, uh, their weekly media stuff. And I just want to make sure that you guys get out to Husky Stadium on Saturday the game starts at 1230. I'm sure there's going to be 100,000 U-Hauls in the lot in front of uh, the stadium. Get out, tailgate, stop here for a burger and a beer before you go to the game. But make sure you get out to support these guys out there on Saturday. They deserve it. They laid it all out on the line last week, and they came away victorious. Uh, but like I said, let's make sure to pack this house on Saturday. And before or after the game, don't be shy. Feel free to stop by Fatties for all your pre- and post-game needs. But again, we thank everybody in attendance tonight for the first Huskies on Tap live show. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, we appreciate you too. We're going to have four total episodes this week. So if there's someone on NIU that you want to hear, reach out to us. Let us know. Uh, we have a little bit of restrictions about who we can have on the live shows uh, as they will only be fatty sponsored athletes. But whoever you guys want, let's make it happen. But again, my name was Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. You can follow our Twitter and Instagram at Huskies on Tap. We appreciate everyone for stopping in tonight. And go Huskies! Go Huskies! Yeah. I got dreams of living lavish in the kitchen with magic. I got dreams of living lavish in the kitchen with magic. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Toya put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. 
Hard away, jumping it hard.